Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Welcome to my beautiful friend and client, Apana from Global Mindful Journey, based all the way in Singapore. Um, her bio is just so impressive, and I know that you're going to fall off your chair once she starts speaking. Uh, so I'm going to let her take the reins and introduce herself. In herself, but first of all, I just want to say welcome. Thank you so much. I know that it's taken a fair bit for us to connect. Uh, we've tried to record this podcast many times, and I'm just so happy that we're finally here. So thank you so much, Apana. Oh, thanks so much, Rachel. It's such an honor, such a blessing. And I'm truly grateful to be here and share my journey with you and your audience. So happy to be here. Thank you for that warm welcome. Thank you. So could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your beautiful brand? Yes. So hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Aparna. I, I was actually medically trained uh, over a decade ago. And eight years into the healthcare industry, I realized after having children that I wanted to find my um my, my soulful purpose in life and parenting actually changed my goals my vision for myself and what I wanted to do to se- serve others and help others and I decided to find my ikigai which is a beautiful Japanese concept of finding what you love and how it can best serve others and how you can be happy every day not wanting to work but it just becomes a part of you as well as helps you sustain and brings a little money in to help you maintain your um, you know different lifestyle choices so uh, go read that up everyone who's uh, heard about ikigai there are some beautiful books out there and I realized that I have found my ikigai which is um, you know helping women primarily families who want to simplify their homes they want to remove all of the overwhelming clutter that they surround themselves with to find connection with their loved ones their children uh, and to find their purpose in life as well because clutter is something that they hide behind it's this big wall that they put in front of them that stands in the way of themselves and their their big purpose so I help them remove that in a very soulful intuitive way Um, And, you know, I don't prescribe what to buy or what bins to put their stuff in. I facilitate and channel their inner wisdom to help them realize what their enough is to find their sweet spot with their belongings so that they can use their home as anchors, as their sanctuary to catapult them into something that they're meant to do in their lives. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I could just listen to you forever. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to find out because it's such a different industry that you're in now to start off in a medical pathway, um, to do what you're doing now. You're, you Correct me if I'm wrong, but homeschool. I, I do a bit of after whole schooling. So yeah. not really. They go to traditional schools here okay. in Singapore, my kids. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of after school activities with them, but now it's more about I let them just take the lead into what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so it's not, I used to do a lot of cultural studies at home. I don't do that anymore. Yes. So, yeah, the kids are, you know, that's something that we can discuss too that, you know, yeah. when you create a space for your kids that they feel um, the freedom to explore um, and they find predictability. 
mm-hmm. and consistency where they can find their things without having to ask the parents at home because we tend to know where things are and we're always uh, you know question where is that mommy or where's that daddy and so when the kids know where things are they feel safe and they feel like they're in control of their environment and creativity flows focus grows because they know that they have a simple environment they have things that are not complicated so you know it really helps for children to have that uh, space where they they have um, complete control over and uh, they are they work in collaboration with you to create that space in the first place Mm. so so yeah I think uh, with my background as a certified home organizing consultant if you've not heard of Marie Kondo uh, go and look up uh, her shows on Netflix and read her books she's this amazing inspiring Japanese woman who revolutionized what tidying is all about it's not just decluttering and organizing your things but it's this mindful introspective self-reflective journey on how mm-hmm. you surround yourself with things of purpose and and it's a, it's a journey of gratitude and letting go of those things or ideas or people that don't serve you anymore with a lot of grace. So I think it's not the superficial organizing that you see a lot in. Um, uh, there are a lot of shows on Netflix, too, that gives you this aesthetic look to what organizing is. To me, um, it isn't about that. It is you can put your things in non-matchy bins you can put your things in repurposed containers um you can have a home that's you that's raw that's imperfectly you um to me that's another japanese concept which is called wabi sabi which is imperfectly perfect and that works for you mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah i just love what i do and i chose this method to to help my clients with uh, because it isn't traditionally done it is mm-hmm. it is done keeping the client and the client's needs and their homes in mind and it isn't again um, I know I'm I was medically trained and I'm a doctor but I never prescribe what's the right way to do it there is no right or wrong yeah um, it's it's the way that the clients want their homes to be and yeah. I think that is very sustainable that's something that you can maintain and it's, it's because you've been part of the journey from the from the very beginning so I'm not an organizer who'll come and just do it for you I do it with you it's a journey that we take together and we co-create a home that makes sense for the client. Mm. So again, that's easy to maintain. It's um, easy to enjoy and, and yeah. love every single day. Yeah. So, and I, I love the idea of releasing thoughts and people um, yeah. as part of the process. Absolutely. Or there are a lot of us who can sort of relate to that. <laughs> um, and, a certain, you know, like, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to find out how that relates to physical items, like, um, and how the, I would love to sort of hear how that process works um, together. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I love that organizing is actually the stepping stone towards understanding what you want in your life so when you think about the home it's it's a concrete space it's it's a very tangible space it's things that you can see and feel and um and smell and you know you you have all your senses that are heightened when you when you look around in your home so Mm -hmm. it's it's simpler to start with anything in your life if you start with something that's concrete things that you can sense with all your senses if you know what I mean yeah it's easier once you're done with that 
to to deal with all the intangible parts of your life so if you go to somebody and say you know you need to become more spiritual you need to meditate you need to um, let go of all these big emotions and all the past trauma that you've uh, or heal all the wounds from your past it's, it's very difficult to do that if you have a cluttered space if you have too many things on your schedule or mm -hmm. if you have um that that visible clutter that's getting in your way so even with children it's so it's so much easier to teach them the concrete first before you can teach them the abstract uh, and that's a very montessori concept i'm a montessori educator as well so i really resonated with that concept that you use the tangible environment to clear what you can see and sense with all your senses and once that is done you have the mental capacity to deal with all the intangibles of your life you can think about what am i interested in what are my hobbies how how do i show up at work and my business how do i parent better how do i show up as my highest self how do i uh, accept and acknowledge everything that is a part of me all the goods and bads and all the limitations all the wonderful gifts i have to give to others and to myself it's so hard to do that if you have all that physical clutter in your way so to mm -hmm. me it's 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 a it's a journey that you start from outside and then from within um, it's really difficult to look inward if the outward experience around you is cluttered and it's it's weighing you down mm -hmm. so you know i call it beautification from within um, so you can have an interior designer or uh, a stylist to make you look pretty, to make your home look nice, but then you still feel that sense of heaviness. If you open your closets, you open all the drawers and you feel, oh my goodness, this, this thing shouldn't have been bought. Oh, I spent so much money on this and I keep buying my children things and they're still asking for more. Mm. So, you know, it's so difficult to not um, feel those things um, if you have... I mean, it's so difficult to 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 deal with the intangible parts of your life and and cleanse that and to simplify that if you haven't dealt with what's vying for your attention uh, on a day to day basis. So yeah, it's an outward, inward journey, um, and it starts from your home. It starts from the tangible stuff. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it makes so much sense the way that you say it. <laughs> it just makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'd love to know how you came across um, like this whole philosophy. I mean, you said you started with the the Japanese thing. The Kumari fighting <laughs> method, yes. Yes, and the, um, the finding your purpose and that sort of thing. What yeah. made you set out on that journey? What, like, was there some kind of incongruence in your own life that sort of was a catalyst to, to help you, you know, to motivate you to seek? Yeah, it was a couple of things, actually. So my husband's quite, uh, he's an intentionalist. I, I really pr prefer using that term rather than minimalist, because yeah. I think minimalist makes you feel like um, you're coming from lack, you have a scarcity mindset. Whereas if you think you're an intentionalist, you're very purposeful with what you surround yourself with, what you do with your life, what you do with your time how you manage belongings in your home, you're very intentional and it comes from a deeper place of authenticity. So when it comes to the relationship that we have, I was, I was amazed at how he could have, I'm literally looking at his closet now, he has five or six shirts, he has like three pairs of pants. Mm. And I'm like, how does, how does anyone still 
you know, be so happy and he's so yeah. content. I think that's the word I love again. Happiness is again something that's so subjective, but contentment comes from such a deeper place. It's not, mm -hmm. not superficial, but it's understanding what your enough is and still showing up in that raw, beautiful self that you that you are to the world. And so I was super inspired. And, and to me, I was actually a shopaholic uh, back in the day. I could never exit a mall or a store without two bags in my hands. I could never come back from a trip without like three suitcases of things. Or if I had my family visiting me from India, I would have a long list of things that I'd need from them. Uh, I'm not saying I don't do any of that now, but it's so much more intentional. I stick to a list. Um, mm -hmm. I really ask myself whether it's a need or a want. So I think coming to your question, it started with my husband inspiring me to understand what this is about. And, and he never forced me to, you know, go alongside his journey and, and say, this is the way it should be done. Yeah. Um, although he did say that we, I don't think we should be doing big birthday parties and having the party mm -hmm. favors and, and all the gifts that come and, you know, you don't know what to do with them. And I was inspired by that because I realized that, yes, it, it's me who has to deal with all of the aftermath of birthday parties. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, the, I think the seeds were planted by him, but I think parenting actually changed my, my outlook because, you know, as parents, we're, we're inundated with all these marketing strategies that makes us need, have, have these wants that are not truly necessary you know, you, you're told that you need these things. Uh, mm. And to me, I was like, hang on, wait a minute, why do I need, and these are all personal experiences, why do I need a separate blender to mash up my child's food when, when they were babies? Like, yes. why can't I just use my regular blender? Or uh, why do I need three different strollers when I can use one that's multi-purpose? So, you know, these kind of questions came to me after my second child was born. And I realized that actually it's it's me I'm getting in my way and if I know what my values are I can be unapologetic about it while still respecting other people's opinions um, I can uh, accept that there are all these multiple uh, things going on around me and and still be uh, very very sure of what I want for myself and for my family so parenting changed that and of course as I was working uh, in, in I was working in the healthcare industry before something changed something shifted in me and it's hard to explain this mm -hmm. uh, with so many of us I have realized that we start with a degree or a um, course that we do and we realize that maybe it's not something that I'm going to pursue but it helped me realize what I want to do now and we can you know break our life up in phases and say that at this phase in my life what things need to support me what um what purpose do I need to, to serve and what do I need to align with uh it's very much like my clients I share with them that just because you loved polka dots when you were a teenager or when you were in your early 20s doesn't mean you need to like that now mm. uh, where we we love to look at our kids and say oh they outgrew that uh we can outgrow that as women and moms and dads too um and that's completely okay uh but letting go with gratitude and saying you served me well um I needed you in my my past life yeah. and I thank you for serving me you know if, if you thank your belongings or thank all your past experiences we come from a place of gratitude instead of resentment mm. and to me that's just such a beautiful gift uh, from everything because all our past experiences have made us who we are today and it's going to take us into the future with with everything so instead of having regrets and resentment to me 
everything in life is a blessing or a learning lesson. That's it's yeah. huge if you think about it like that. And you know, so many people approach me and say, "But Aparna, you studied for six years to be a doctor. I mean, how can you give that up and not be in a hospital?" And I and I tell myself, you know what? Being a doctor helped me meet my husband, who we're both in medical fields. Yeah. Um, being a doctor helped me find my first job in Singapore. I'm so grateful for that. Um, so many experiences in the past helped shape me mm. into who I am today. And I have absolutely no regrets. I'm super grateful for everything that has gone, uh, you know, and sometimes you can also say the past experiences have also taught me what not to be. Sometimes we yeah. really put this pressure on us and say, oh, I need to learn to be something else. But what can you learn to what to not take that into your current and future life? You know, what can you yeah. not be? And that's something yeah. that you can be grateful about as well. And that's something I teach my children. Um, I embody that. I embody that you don't ever have to feel bad to make mistakes. Everything mm -hmm. that we learn and whatever we, what big emotions we have, if you don't want to do something, it's completely fine. What can we learn from this? Um, to me, having that abundant mindset, that growth mindset is very, very precious and sacred. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of different time points in my life helped shape me into uh, who I am today, how I serve my clients. Um, and I, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I have so many different things I want to learn every single day. I'm doing my my master's now in child psychology. There's just so much I want to do with my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to take this this journey as a KonMari consultant into something more. Uh, I, I just don't want to be helping my clients tidy up their homes. I think there's yeah. something much deeper um, with that journey that I want to uh, take with them. It's always something yeah. I take with them because I learn from my clients too. There's so much I learn from them. Yeah. Um, and it's it's truly special. It's truly special, all my past experiences. Yeah. Yes, I love the way that you articulate all of that because um, like I have the same philosophy as well. You know, we go through different seasons and it's what we can, you know, what, what we learn from our experiences and mistakes and like we're human, we fail. Um, but I also love to sort of see past epic failings yeah. um, as, as, as hopefully something that my children will also be able to learn from. And so they'll, you know, like it's generational and it's, it's actually sort of, I look back at some of my, you know, <laughs> my, my interesting phases of life. Um, and I feel like a, you know, it's so interesting you say, like, I feel like a totally different person. I can't even relate to that, you know, that, that young person anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a gift to be able to give that, you know, to impart that wisdom and those learnings on, you know, through the generations as well. Um, but something that I really I've always admired about you, Apana, is just you're if you want to do something or if if you are you know intent if you are intending to do something you are 100% committed and you just you go for it and I you know in my experience that was with your brand when you were first starting out um, we worked together quite closely in a few different ways yeah. Um, and you just jumped right in, like you invested and it's not just in the brand. It's like in the qualifications that you were doing, you know, you didn't do it half-hearted. You didn't just dip your toe in and, you know, like try to, to try to test out the waters. You were like, this is happening and I'm doing this. Yes. That must've been really scary. Like I, you make it look really easy. Um, yeah. but how has that paid off for you now? 
Well, it's it's made leaps and bounds in my uh, journey as an entrepreneur. I I think what you did with my brand, I don't think, I believe completely <laughs> that, you know, we all talk about this, this idea of knowing, liking and trusting a brand. Mm. And the knowledge of, of who I am and what I do came across so strongly with what you did with my brand. And, you know, even now, I'm sure everyone identifies with the colors and the, mm. and the, the beautiful images that you created for me. Um, and it's that, it's that knowing and liking that started off uh, wanting to get to know me better, which is the trusting. Mm. So I think it's really hard to trust someone if you don't give them an opportunity to uh, to have a good first or second or third impression. Right? Yeah. So so when they repeatedly come to my my website, I've had so many compliments on my website design. Oh. Um, you know, it's just so beautifully uh, created and thought. It was it's been so thoughtfully designed. So the knowing and liking factors have have ticked the boxes because of your branding. Mm. And I I believe that that's what they they first get curious about when anyone wants to get to know you. They yeah. first check you out, right? They want to see, yeah, can I even trust this person? They don't immediately start saying, Wow, I love what she says, but they have to come with curiosity and enjoy what they're seeing before they can trust you and I think the enjoying what they're seeing bit is something that you immediately helped me with and I and I needed help with that because I don't know colors I don't know <laughs> um, you know you understand the psychology behind hmm. uh, you know branding I, I just didn't know any of that and to me I strongly believe that there is no harm in asking for help if you are not you, you cannot be an expert at everything mm. and there's no harm in asking for help that uh, you need you need that extra support with and this is an investment that keeps giving back you know it's not just something that you do one time and yeah. it's something that I help my clients with too I switch on these these buttons in their minds about how they purchase and how they bring in items into their home or how they let go of things and all of these are are habits that don't get cultivated with with a one-time investment Mm. Although it feels like a one-time investment, it's something that keeps coming back to you because th these are lessons you never never forget. Yeah. So with your branding as well, with with what you did with me, um, it's something that's constantly coming back with so many different collaterals that I, uh, you know, create. So whether it's my presentations, whether it's understanding the the, the voice I need to use with my clients and mm. understanding them on a deeper level, because at the end of the day, um, they can come onto my Instagram or my website, but um, it's it's how they feel when mm. they interact with me. And it's, again, not just the aesthetics that you help me with, right? It's about how do you connect with your clients on a deeper level? And that mm -hmm. to me is, again, um, so much more introspective and so much more meaningful than just doing, uh, oh, let's just change the colors of your of your Instagram post. It's not yeah. just that. Um, you, uh, you know, make it beautiful from within. Yeah. And it's again so much aligned with what I do. Yeah. So that is, I think I resonated with what you do. And and you are such a beautiful human being behind your brand. So again, I resonated with that. Uh, and and you buy, you don't just buy the service, you buy the, the person behind the brand. Yeah. You know, it's very <laughs> easy, but you 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 don't just buy the service that or the product uh, mm -hmm. that the brand is selling. You're you're mm -hmm. understanding the person behind the brand and you help me achieve that. 
So I'm always grateful. Thank you. I'm forever grateful yeah. to you. I just, um, it's such a blessing and I feel like I've found my purpose in life through this, you know, iteration of my business. It's gone through many different um, seasons itself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for all of the other women who I've been able to connect with because even that's a blessing to me. Like that's something. Um, and I don't know if you found, found that in your work too, that when I set out to, you know, to when I rebranded and was really niched down and got really clear on who I wanted to work with, I didn't really ever expect to, to connect so deeply with people <laughs> and walk away with just a whole bunch of amazing new friends. Like it's just yeah. such a blessing. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's just, yeah. And you're right. Like, you know, I really resonated with what you said earlier about, you know, waking up each day, just so filled with purpose that you don't even feel like you're working. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing because what you said just now, you're connecting with these amazing women mm. um, and you consider them as friends. You're, they're not strangers uh, anymore mm. because you work so intimately with their brands and their businesses. And, you know, the same thing happens with my clients as well. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in their vulnerable space. I'm in their homes touching yeah. and asking questions about you know all of their belongings and their personal lives mm. and to be honest I I tell all my clients they're welcome to come into my home anytime for a cup of coffee yeah because it has to be reciprocative you know you yeah you cannot just keep taking from your clients but you give so much more um and it's not directly proportional if you know what I mean it's it's, yeah, exponential. it's something that you you cannot quantify and when you come from that place of serving and you know, wanting to connect with them, um, not just making it transactional, you instantly connect with your clients as friends, as loved ones. Yes. And, uh, and you attract that, that the same kind of clients too, because yeah. you come from that place of humility and gratitude. And yeah. that has really helped me center. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't start off with these lessons. Obviously, mm. I first thought that I'll help, you know, women organize their homes. But as I've as I've moved along as um, in this journey as a KonMari consultant, as a parent educator, mm. I've learned so much. I come from a place of, I don't know all the answers, but I will learn from you as well. Yeah. And nobody's an expert at anything. Um, nobody. We are the, to be honest, we are the experts of our own feelings. That's about mm. all we, we mm. have control over. Uh, we don't really know uh, we, we, we are not uh, experts at parenting. We don't know our kids very well. Uh, but all we can do is just be their guides. We can be guides to our clients. We can be mm. facilitators. Um, and we can be um, knowledgeable. I think that's about all we, yeah. we, we can have. We can have knowledge. Uh, because there's just so much out there to learn and um, to understand about yourself and how you can grow. As yeah. a person and as a business owner, so it, it has been truly humbling. This this whole journey as an entrepreneur, for sure. Yes, I feel it. I feel everything that you are saying, um, and I feel the same way. In that, you know, with with brands, it's not like it's a collaboration. It's not, you know, people don't or shouldn't come to myself or to you expecting us to just wave a magic wand and fix everything. Yes. <laughs> it's a collaboration. It's an extraction. It's a getting to know one another and it's a, you know, it's making decisions together. Um, and I just think that you're absolutely right. It's so humbling 
um and to to hold on to that humility throughout the journey it's I feel like it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper at the more you progress yeah um, you know I just I I just uh, at this point um when you said humbling and gratitude uh, sorry uh Rachel just wanted to share this beautiful yeah. quote I read by uh, Gabby Bernstein I'm sure you've heard of her yeah, yeah. beautiful you know spiritual manifestation coach and she mentioned the more we appreciate what we have the more we get what we want it's and that's so true. deep because all you need to do is appreciate what you have that's it yeah. because nothing else is under your control you don't know when your next client is coming you don't know mm -hmm. when your next project is coming um, but when you're working and in the in the now when you're in the now in the present moment when you're consciously aware of what's going on in your present life in your mm -hmm. current projects and clients in, in fact every time I go into somebody's home I just thank the universe or if you believe in God um, mm -hmm. you know you just you just thank that higher power that I love what I do and thank you for sending me this beautiful opportunity where I get to I get to serve someone and feel good about it you know mm -hmm. it's just so gratifying just to feel that way and then you leave the rest to whoever wants to send clients to you because you have no control over that you can do everything you can in your capacity for the now um, and appreciate just come from that place of gratitude and appreciation yes that's so it's so true there's so many times through even just life I, you know, I'm, I'm pinging here, like so many different situations where I've had that same, you know, like I've wanted something so badly um, and it's just not, it doesn't come like it just, it's all just, it's like, there's a big barrier. Um, yeah. And then as soon as, you know, as soon as you release, you surrender basically, yeah. and you, you know, you consciously make that decision to go, okay, well, if I can't have that, I'm going to be super happy with what I've got. I'm going to look after it. I'm going to be thankful for it. And then next thing you know, um the better thing falls into your lap like it's it's yeah. just yeah it's Absolutely. so it's beautiful um yeah. and so I I would love to sort of explore a little bit about um just your area of expertise <laughs> uh, just practice from a practical perspective because I know in myself like I've got some things that I like to have like my kitchen bench for example if it's yeah. a mess I'm a mess like I'm just not even myself I can't function <laughs> and I have got these little isms where I've really got to make sure that before I start working I have got you know if there's washing to do like I have to hang up the washing I can't just leave it I have to have a clean bench I like to tidy my workspace, even if I've got things out because I'm referring to things. They have to be neatly lined up. It makes me feel good. Um, and I've had coaches sort of encourage me or, you know, encourage people to be okay, but you're at work. So you've got to ignore that stuff. Just imagine that you were off going off to work in an office and then you can actually, I can't, I just can't do that. And I'm wondering if there's some kind of, yeah, psychological yeah. reason for that. Yeah, you know, so the stuff around us is is two things. One is the clutter and one is a mess. And I love to, at my first session with my clients, that's the first thing I kind of um, bust the myth off, which is, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm so messy. You know, they have all of these ideas about themselves. The first thing I like to clear um, is, is telling my clients, there's a big difference between clutter and a mess. And a mess simply means that the stuff that you love and use every day is out of their original homes. Mm -hmm. But clutter is, you know, all that stuff that 
is not necessary in your life you're holding on to for various reasons you know you're not wanting to hold on to them but you are because of sentimentality or mm. a lot of emotional reasons but all of that clutter is stuff that comes uh, in the way of of reaching your the bigger goals in your life mm. and what we are dealing with together is clutter and not mess mess we'll find homes at the end of the day yes and that's wonderful to have because it shows that you have life you have a business going on you're yeah. cooking in the kitchen you can't be cooking in a sterile environment where just one pot is out and one spoon <laughs> is out right you have to have your ingredients out you have to yeah. have your spices out um and that's just a mess because you know at the end of the day there's this feeling of i know where it will go yeah when i'm done with this activity but when you see clutter it's actually it's an outward manifestation of inner turmoil so if there's mm-hmm. stuff going on in your mind um you know with decision making so again all the intangibles um emotional attachments um it is you know childhood you know the, the trauma that you've gone through or the the mm-hmm. memories that you want to a- attach yourself to it's so many intangibles going on inside of your mind and and really holding you back from letting go of those things so the clutter that you see outside of you is all of the stuff that's going on within you mm-hmm. so why it's so important to ask the questions um to reflect on what's going on inside you uh is because you can really understand if this is going on inside me and this is what i want to do with my life what can i keep that will align with what i want to feel inside so i never tell my clients uh you know let's just keep that uh because mm-hmm. you you want to keep it uh you know i ask questions like how do you want to feel when you hold this item and how are you planning to use it in a way that aligns with your bigger goals and we we go through a goal setting session in the first the first mm-hmm. time we meet and i ask them what they want to do with your life then i go to their home and then they go to eat space so it's like a it's you know break it down into tiers like that but mm-hmm. once we understand that the inner turmoil is is soothed it's it's broken up into um you know problem solving situations mm. only then we can understand how we we can address the clutter outside so the clutter outside um obviously is just uh, you know a wall that we're hiding behind yeah. not you know, i've had clients where uh they're going through really terrible relationship issues with their partners mm. or they're having issues with their employees with all that clutter i mean it's not uh it's not that because of the clutter they're having issues it's the the clutter is just there because all those issues are are getting in the way of them dealing with that because it's an excuse you know it's like saying i'll buy all this stuff because Uh, i feel better when i have a fight with my partner mm. and uh i i need to buy this because you know that that dopamine hit uh makes me feel so good uh yeah. and i don't need to deal with that that fight that we had so yeah. you know all of that stuff that's there is just an it's just a manifestation of the the psychological turmoil that mm. uh, my clients go through um and you know it could be also that they're buying their children so many things because they came from a place of um of of so called lack because mm. their parents couldn't provide all of those things to them as mm-hmm. kids so you know when you break it down to understanding the why it it you you get to understand how can i support this um this person to get them to break their 
inner challenges out so that they understand themselves better and and come from a place of forgiveness and acknowledging that it's okay that I went through those experiences it's okay to forgive myself but how do I move on from there uh, Mm -hmm. in a place of uh, gratitude and forgiveness uh, and appreciation for what I'm worthy of so you know there are there are ways to deal with the clutter and once that's done it just feels wonderful to be productive again. So for you, you said that I can't function if my kitchen isn't uh, reset or it hasn't been yeah. tidied up at the end of the day. But yeah. maybe during the day, it's okay to have all the messes out because that's something that my clients also struggle with. Like whenever yeah. I see a mess, I, I really can't take it. I, I have to tell my kids to put their things away and I have to yeah. nag at my husband for not closing the toothpaste tube. <laughs> you know, these are things that are, they, it may not be a priority to their to your children or your or your partner. Yeah. Uh, but if it is to you, uh, and if it's a shared space, you can discuss it with your with your kids or your family. And mm-hmm. there are ways to deal with this. But when it comes to your personal space, deal it deal with it as if it's sacred. If it's um, your space that you're proud of, mm-hmm. and you want it to look and feel a certain way, hone in on how you want to feel, how you what kind of activities you're going to do there, because the stuff is just there to help us. They're there to serve mm-hmm. us. Mm. Uh, they don't um, have any ownership on us we own those things sometimes yeah. we forget and we flip the roles of our belongings we're like oh I can't give that up and and we're giving the things so much power but it's us we've brought this thing into our lives and we have the power to decide how we want to get those items to serve us um, so if you can think of, of your personal space as your sacred space your sanctuary mm. um, you can keep it the way you want to and be unapologetic about it um, mm. it really affects your productivity it, it, it affects the way you focus and how you can motivate yourself to finish one project and move on to the next mm. uh, it's impossible to think clearly in a in a busy uh, you know workspace unless of course yeah. there's creativity there so creative individuals uh, you know you can have for example all, all your uh, paint samples out uh, you can have uh, little fabric samples out and, yeah. and have a creative chaos there but that helps you think and that's a very intentional mess and to me that's beautiful too um, and we shouldn't be belittling ourselves and say oh but Aparna told me that we shouldn't be having a, a, a messy desk don't have a cluttered desk a messy desk is perfectly fine embrace that um just know the difference and distinction between a mess and the clutter um you don't want to be having ticket stubs from like three years ago sitting on your desk you don't want to be having candy wrappers there and trash Mm -hmm. that has no purpose to sit there you know um you know have things there that are intentional and purposeful and, and help you bring your best self to that activity and to your life Uh, i think Mm. that's that's the that's the key message that I wanted to share um, when it comes to your home and your spaces. Yeah, and I love that, and I love that distinct dis, distinguish distinction. Yeah, distinction. Thank you. Um, between clutter and mess, I had never even thought about it like that before. Um, yeah. So I'm just you know having these big aha moments just chatting with you. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, I was. Yeah, I mean, I had some other questions, but you've just shared them. You've already shared the answers to them. And so I just, yeah, I'm so grateful to share this time with you and, you know, for you to just share your wisdom so freely and generously. Um, Oh, it's my pleasure. I just have some some fun questions to finish up. Um, Some rapid fire questions. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I'm going to say... um, 
I'll just ask you what your favorite is and I'll say okay. the word and it's just the first thing to come to mind. Okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite app? App? Like yeah. a phone app? Yeah. Um, it has to be WhatsApp, surprisingly. Oh. Uh, it helps me connect with my family. I don't have any family here in Singapore. Yeah. And um, it helps me connect with my loved ones uh, back home in India, in Sweden, in the US, mm -hmm. in Australia even. So I have family all over uh, in the UK as well, uh, now in Canada. So although it can be quite cluttery, I, I try to mute all the conversations that I don't want to be a part of or yeah. I don't need to be um, in the know every single minute of my day. Yeah. But I, I do believe that there are apps that helps me connect with the people I love. So uh I find the good in in things yeah. that can be quite cluttery and, and noisy mm. um, so yeah that and, and my photo my, my photo album I think yeah. that's so special to me as well so I uh, can that. I choose two apps yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. of course you can do yes. whatever you like <laughs> yeah. um yeah. okay time of day I'm my best in the morning mm -hmm. so I can wake up at 5 a.m and be super productive I just love waking up slightly earlier than my kids some days uh, uh where I can take my dog for a walk uh, and yeah. just have that time to myself to to just be uh, yeah. and, and not think too much of anything yes. so favorite time of the day would definitely be mornings yeah love it um yeah. okay so exercise unfortunately I can't run anymore although I used to love oh. running with my with my hubby I have a bad hip so I would say that any core any any sort of core exercise so pilates or mm -hmm. simple yoga uh, where I'm on my mat and I'm stretching or uh, doing some strengthening exercises I love I love that just a simple 20 minute mm -hmm. uh, exercise in the mornings it's just something that I love doing so any kind of mat exercise. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Habit? Habit would be, um, this is really sweet, what I do in the mornings, and this is something I've cultivated over the past years. When I wake up, I say three things that I'm really grateful for. It could be anything. It could be a thing. It could be a person. It could be an experience or something that I'm looking forward to in the day. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up, I just close my eyes, um, say these two or three things, and then I give my my little doggy a cuddle and because he's right there at my feet. Uh, oh, bless. Uh, that's beautiful. Love, I love doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's such a lovely way to start the day. Yeah. Um, okay, favorite way to relax? Funnily, I love reading books. So even when I'm relaxing, and this is something that I get a lot of shade from my husband, uh, I don't know how to traditionally relax. Like even <laughs> yeah. when I'm getting a massage or getting my nails painted or something, which is very rare. Yeah. I, I am, I'm like overthinking things and stuff. So when I'm reading, I'm actually uh, being very mindful because I can't be thinking of many different things when I'm reading a book. I have to be very conscious about the words that are trying to speak to me in the book. Um, so reading actually is a very mindful activity for me. Uh, I'm very much in the moment when I'm reading hmm. and th that to me mindfulness is something that helps me relax and so yeah when I'm reading I'm just reading I can't do anything else and so it's and uh, the same my second favorite of course is just being with my puppy because I can't take my phone with me anywhere hmm. um, uh, my puppy and my kids of course um, they, they are one unit now so <laughs> I'll bet they I, can't, are. I can't I can't be with my phone I can't be with anything else so mm -hmm. um, reading being with my kids such a beautiful way to 
just relax and unwind yeah. um, and not have to think of anything else. And, it, you know, th- that encourages me to be more mindful. Um, everything else I've tried to do, uh, my mind is always on overdrive. So these two, um, I think, activities really encourage me to be in the moment and enjoy whatever experiences I'm gathering from from it. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love yeah. reading as well. Um, okay, last one. Your favorite thing about your business? That I get to serve others in a way that I never thought possible before. And um, it just me- just makes me feel that I'm leaving a legacy of helping others in a way that they feel wonderful about themselves. Mm. You know, I... I just feel like it's not work. That, that that's something I shared at the beginning of this interview, mm. and my that's that's the beauty of my business that I feel like it's just not work. Mm. It's it's uh it's an extended holiday or a relaxation. Yeah. You know? uh, because it's an extension of who I am. It's yeah. an, it's it's an extension of my embodied uh, presence at home. It's everything that I am doing at home, outside of home. So mm. it's just like home again yeah it's so funny that I'm saying that this is the first time I'm thinking about that as well (laughs) yeah just a natural part of who you are now yeah Yeah. how nice what a gift I love it um okay so I am sure that some listeners are going to want to come and find you to learn more about what you do and just even get to know you because you're such a beautiful soul um (laughs) so are you are you Oh, you're so, so beautiful, beautiful from within and out. So, oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, where can we find you? Yeah, so my website is globalmindfuljourney.com. I have the same Instagram handle, so I'm there um, on and off. I'm trying to be very intentional with my time on Instagram because it can be so difficult to uh, stay there. And, you know, I've put a timer on my Instagram. I have a limit Mm. to be there on just for 30 minutes a day. Try to get everything done within that time frame. So yeah, I'm at global mindful journey on Instagram as well. And I have a Facebook community. Um, it's called mindful organized families, and it's just a wonderful way to connect with me as well. Uh, my Facebook page is global mindful journey as well. So I pretty much have that same handle everywhere. So, um, my email address is aparna at globalmindfuljourney.com. I have a lot of readers who reach out to me via email. My DM is always open um, for collaborations or uh, client inquiries, or if you just want to come and say hi, I'm always here to say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for sharing this time with me. I'm so grateful and I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for you. Oh, thank you, Rach. Thank you. And you will be a big part of wherever I go. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So sweet. Thanks so much, Rach, for this time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also, feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more heart-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.